Hello. Hello. Hey, Linda. Hey, Yoni. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm well. Just keeping busy with this race. We did it. We, uh, yeah, we finally made the connection. I know. I, I almost didn't get a chance to go to the race. I was telling these guys today in the class that uh, I wasn't going to be able to make it. And then Judy was like, hey, ask your mother to watch the kids. So now I'm going to the race. Thank goodness. Oh, wow. That's great. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. You got a lot of people signed up? Um, you know, I haven't checked uh, today. Uh, usually we get a lot more people that show up day of. I mean, maybe we get 100 signed up, but usually, like, day of, a lot of people will come. And I'm expecting, like, a lot of um, paper applications. Like, I've got a, um, a hockey team that the coach will be over in a minute to give me a bunch of uh, – her whole team is coming. So, wow. you know, I mean, we'd like, we'd always, no, we'd like more, of course, because uh, all of our, you know, proceeds go to help kids with cancer. But – um, you know, there's a lot of competition out there, but it's, you know, if they're raising money for pediatric cancer, I'm happy about it. Yeah, you know, and so it's like, this is the 10th annual one, right? It's the 10th? Yeah, yeah, 10th, yeah, correct. 10th, so, 10th year we're doing it. And and, and, ha- and how, has, how has it grown from, like, when you first put it together up until now? Oh, well, when we first did it, I mean, I think we probably had half, half of the attendance that we have now. But more than that is that... Um, since we've um, started doing it, we have a lot more sponsors. So it's not necessarily that. I mean, yes, we have double, more than doubled our attendance, but we've got like companies. We have like, I think I have like five companies that are sponsoring the race. So you know, that's that's nice because they, you know, they give us funds for, uh, they give us funds for our mission. Even though they're not, not, you know, there might be one or two people from the company there, but the reason we're doing this is to raise funds. So when I have companies sponsor us, it's wonderful. You know, so like how, they're on board with what we're doing. So. so what about what about like you know like the the first year like how did you know what to do, you know? Act, yeah, actually the first year was a friend of mine. See, I, I've always been a run. Well, I haven't always been a runner. I'm I was started running like later in life. I was like 39, and I would do a bunch. I would do all kinds of races. I do marathons and different races around. And then um, I did it with a, I had a running partner. And um, so after Sean passed, she was like. She, her name is Sue, Sue, Sue Cornet. She's a great, she'll be at the race. She's wonderful. She asked me, she's like, would you mind if I, um, if I got a race together uh, to fund your, you know, to help Tana or Sean and to, um, you know, help with your charity? And I said, of course. So she was actually the race director the first year. So she just figured it out as she went along. She, like, you know, did a lot of research. And, you know, we learned some stuff just from doing races ourselves. You know, we did a lot of races. So we learned stuff along the way. But what she didn't know, like, she found out, she asked, and, you know, she researched, and uh, she got it going. And then, uh, and then I, we, I, you know, I picked it up from there. So, so you said when, when Sean passed, you decided to do it. Like, when, how, how old, was, how old was, was your son when, when he passed? So Sean was 20 when he passed, and he was set, only 7 when he, when he got sick. And what happened was, I, I don't want to take the credit for this charity because, um, I've, I've run it, but it was actually my oldest son that started it. So, um, my oldest son is now 33 and when, and so I have three sons and a daughter and, uh, Jesse's my oldest, Sean was the next, Ryan is the next and Jillian is, is my daughter. So when, um, when, uh, Sean passed away, um, in 2007, uh, Jesse was out in the working world. He worked full time, you know, in a, a good job. But he decided um, kind of as a way to honor his brother and to help, help people, he uh, quit his job and he, and he went to medical school. And so, wow. um, yeah, so now he, and he uh, started a foundation in his brother's honor. 
So Jesse actually started this foundation. It's not me. I just, I do the, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm not just me. I mean, I'm, I'm on the board and I, I'm the race director like and I do, I help, I help run it. You know, I run. Will I you run be it. like the, like the, like the custodian of it? Like, like take care because, of it, you know? Well, I, I help him run it. You know, he's the, he's the, you know, the president of the foundation and he started it. The director, I should say, he's the director, not the president. He's the director oh. of the foundation and I help him run it because he's now, you know, he's, um, you know, he's in New York city working and, he, he puts a lot of time into it, but he can't put as much time as he really would like to. So then what he can't do, I pick up the slack. So it's like we're a tag team, him and I. So, 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 uh, then, so, so you know what? When you said that he went into the medical field, like what was he doing before? Yeah. It was it like a total 360, like went to – what was he doing before yeah, he – Well, his first degree was in um, like sports management. So he was like in that field. And oh. um, so and, – but then he decided um, that he wanted to – help people and he wanted to honor his brother and you know what a better way to do it than you know to be a doctor and to help people that are you know that are ill so uh, that's what he's doing right now he's in his last year of residency at um at mount sinai in new york city and, and he'll be at the race. You, you, you met him before i think you met him you know i, I think but, so um but yeah. so and then when he went because you know at the medical field there's all these different things so he went straight to what uh child I, is there a, a field of just childhood cancer there is. It's pediatric oncology, but he, he originally um, thought that would be the uh, area that he went in, but then he realized that that really wasn't a good fit for him. He, he's actually doing psych, psychiatry, and so he helps people dealing with, you know, these issues like, you know, cancer as well as many other issues. So he, he went into that field, and that's a, it's a really nice fit for him. I'm, I'm actually glad that he didn't pursue pediatric oncology because it's just too close to home. It's just very hard to, uh, it's right. hard to deal with, you know, but uh, anyway, getting back to what you're asking me, uh, I diverted a bit. Uh, Sean, uh, he was seven when he, um, when he was diagnosed with, uh, Hodgkin's disease and, um, he last, he, uh, survived until he was 20. He, he had a very tough go of it. He was in, um, started out in New Jersey hospitals and he was there for several years and he kept relapsing and, I uh, guess uh, his first relapse, uh, he had a transplant in Nebraska, and then he relapsed again. And basically, the doctors here in New Jersey at this one particular um, cancer institute, you know, told me there wasn't anything else they could do for him, and that was like in 2009. And then, um, so I started calling doctors all around the country, giving them, you know, Sean's scenario, and most of them weren't able to help him, but I found, um, I found two doctors that were willing to try, and one of them, uh, she'll be at the race, too. Her name is uh, Tanya Trippett. She's a friend of mine now. <clears throat> she works at Sloan Kettering. And when I called her up, she was like, I'll, I'll do everything I can do. So I brought him down, and uh, that was in 2009. And she kept him alive until 2007. So she's pretty wonderful. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, yeah. Now, what, 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 is, what is, I think you explained it to me before, um, but yeah. what, what is Hodgkin's disease? It's actually it's almost it's, it's a let's call it a blood cancer. It's very similar. It's very similar to leukemia. Um, I am not a doctor, but I'll just tell you what I know of it. It's um, it's uh, it's like a cancer of the lymphatic fluid, as I understand okay. it. And so um, it is it is part of the blood, you could say. So it's it's a, it's a blood related cancer. And and is it was uh, is it rare? Is it something? Because you said he was no. good up until seven years old. Like what happened? Between what him happened? being a baby until seven, like what? How did good, you? Good question. Good question. What happened? I, I don't. He uh, he was 
big, healthy baby. He was almost 10 pounds, a picture of health. Wow. And then, yeah, he started getting, yeah, healthy, beautiful, beautiful. Um, he just started getting sick. He started getting um, different symptoms, all different. And, and, and Hodgkin's can present with different symptoms different symptoms, as well as I think many cancers can present with different symptoms. But so I would say, so he would be like, at one point he was like constantly clearing his throat, you know, and I take him to the pediatrician and the pediatrician's like, oh, it's allergies. And he gives me stuff for allergies. And then I'm like, well, you know, his, his, his stomach is distended. And then he, oh, he's got gastritis. And then I, I would come back with another symptom. He has this, he has that, he has that. And the pediatrician misdiagnosed him for six months. And that's why he oh got so bad. He, yeah, six months. Finally, um, I just, you know, I was a very young mother. You know, I, I was maybe, I don't know, I was in my early, middle 20s maybe. I don't know right. how old I was then. But I was young, and, you know, if I knew, you know, then what I know now, you know, he would have had one shot, and I would have took him elsewhere. But I kept bringing him back to the same doctor for six months, mm. and um, he just kept misdiagnosing him. And then finally I said, that's enough, and I took him somewhere else. And they didn't know, but they sent me somewhere else, and then maybe by the third or fourth doctor I got a diagnosis. Oh. Um, so by that time he was very, it was stage four. It was pretty bad. So, um, he fought for like lots of years and it wasn't, um, it wasn't like he wasn't, uh, treated. I'm going to say he was treated So 13 years. He was ill. And out of those 13 years, he was actively being treated maybe 10 of those years. So he was either on chemo, radiation, surgeries, transplants, like you name it. It was, he was, he's been treated in New York, New Jersey, Nebraska. He was like, you know, he was, and he just kept fighting and he, so it wasn't all while he was being treated he had a for the most most of the time he had a good quality of life though like he went to school he went to college you know he had a girlfriend um he you know he worked uh he had he had a million friends you know he, he was on he, like you he's into broadcast communications he had a radio show at records he had a radio show at Piscataway high uh, he worked uh, in computers like he did a lot he did a lot of great things he was in theater he sang he played uh, sports. He, he wrestled. Like he did a lot while he was ill, and you know, while he was ill. He Man, did, you're making my mind way. race. You're having my mind yeah, race sorry. with all these. I have, no, I have all, no, no, no. I have so many <laughs> questions. I have so like I have so many questions. Yeah. Like you know, um, you know, one of the questions that I have, man, I hope I get, I can, because you, you just sparked so many questions, but... Um, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll answer like, what I can, sure. Yeah, yeah you know, with, with the chemo, I, you know, from my experience, I, you know, I had family members that had it, uh, yeah. had, had to get the treatment, and it makes them weak, so it's like, you yeah. know, your son was such like an active, active lifestyle, like, how yeah. did that work with, you know, 10 years of yeah. treatment, how did that work? Like, yeah, what, well, I, it, it was, uh, it was, like, so... You know, there were days where it was like he first of all he pushed himself because this is this was his life, right? So mm. I think maybe maybe in his mind, you know, he knew. I don't I don't really know what he knew, but in this was his life. So it was either he was going to um be a victim or he was gonna mm. do what he could to make make it the best life that he could. And that mm. that was the road that he chose. You know, there were times he went I mean there were times he was like seven, eight years old and he went and he played softball and while he was connected to like IV, I know it's hard, it's hard to even believe, right? So, um, especially you're not medical. So, so <laughs> there were times when he, when he would get chemo at the hospital, right? And, be, and then he'd come home the same day. I'll tell you a little story. So he came home the same day. He was maybe, I don't know, nine, let's say eight or nine. So when he came home, they had to send him home with like IV hydration, right? So that's like an IV bag. So what mm-hmm. they do is they put it in like this backpack and they, they like hook it up to, um, he had like this place in his chest where the um, 
where the IV would go, where the chemo would go, like a special port. So um, he actually played baseball. He threw the backpack on the on the base, got up, <laughs> hit the ball, picked up the backpack, put it on his back, and then would run the base. Now this was a church team. This was this wasn't like hardcore, like you know they're going to kick his butt. You know they were all like inspired by him. They were wonderful people. But this is the kind of person he was. He wasn't just let me lay in bed and feel sorry for myself. He was like, I want to play baseball. When can I leave? He's asking the doctor. When can I leave? I have to go play baseball. He's a Soccer, fighter. Whatever. Oh my gosh, was he ever? He, he puts most people to shame, including me. He was an amazing <laughs> young man. He really was an amazing young man. And but, I guess um, in the yeah. house, in in the house, and you know, you're seeing this, and not like at, at the same time that it's it's sad what he's going through, and you're seeing this every day, and you guys are fighting with him yeah. every day. Like I, I, at the same time, I would think no, we weren't fighting. Also, we weren't fighting with. We weren't fighting. No, with not children. fighting. We, not not no. no, not fighting with him. Like fighting, fighting his oh. fight with him. Oh, you yes, know, like yes, his 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 support system, where it's like you know, it's a, I I can only imagine, especially with your child, it's like you know, because I have I have my three daughters, yeah, and it's like you know, you know, and, yeah. and it's just like scary, just even just raising them. I so know, like you, it is. you, you know, scary. Yeah, yeah, so you know that this is happening, and you're and you know, and it's easy to get down on uh, on any oh, yeah. given day, and then to oh, see yeah. him, you're like he's the one actually really really going through it, and he's fighting right. at this. That's got to be a a, a sense of like come, you know. Like when you're feeling down, it's almost like a pickup. Like, come on, we got to keep going. He's he's yeah, fighting. Like absolutely. we're like absolutely. a like you guys like a family army type thing. You know, like you yeah. like we're gonna do this together. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that's like exactly right. You just like if if you know you just look at him and it's like how could how can how can you know I, I you know how do I have the right to be um, down when he's you know he's he's giving it 110 percent. You know, so it's exactly. Like, I always. I always try to be with him. I was always trying to be very, like, you know, at least outwardly. I always try to be very positive and encouraging. And, you know, I always try to support everything he did, and I never tried to hold him, especially once I kept relapsing, and I knew this was going to be like, uh, um, you know, initially they said, oh, he's going to be done with chemo in eight months, and then he'll be fine. Well, that wasn't that wasn't the case. So mm. once I realized that this was his life, you know, we did everything we could to just support him and encourage him and to anything we could, anything humanly possible. We, we would do for him. We did and, then how, and then how did so. and then how did you manage that? Because you have your your yeah. other sons, yeah. you have your daughter, and then yeah. and your husband. Yeah. Like, did one of you guys have to stop yeah. working? Um, like, I, well, what, what I, I, I yeah, I quit my job. Um, I was working in a salon um, at that point, and um, I quit my job, and I uh, and I we took care of him. And uh, while he was in New Jersey, you know, it was a little easier because. You know, uh, you know, wasn't it, the hospital wasn't far, but when we got into when we went to New York City Hospital, that was a whole other animal. That was very, very, very difficult. A lot of, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of juggling, a lot of, uh, a lot of not seeing my own, my other children. A lot wow. of, you know, asking this one to babysit this friend to help me, or uh, my husband's mother was alive at the time. She would help, you know, when she could. Or, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people, uh, you know you know, try to fill in the gaps, but to say it, it was, you know, it was really, really, really hard, really, really hard. And uh, by the grace of God, you know, I've got, my other kids were wonderful. I mean, they're just, they turned out great. It really was the grace of God considering I wasn't with a lot of it, you know? Wow. So, and, and this yeah. is like day in and, and, and day out. Was there ever like, uh, when you're going to see these doctors, are they ever like, you know, it's, this is, this is not going to last. Or they're like, you know how sometimes when somebody has cancer, they'll say, well, there's two years, three years. Did they ever put that in front yeah. of your face? Cause, cause I yeah. would imagine that they would did. be really scary. They did. 
We did it more than once. In 2009, um, like I was saying before, the, um, the, I guess I was talking fast. I should probably, that's, that's a problem I have. I'm always talking no, fast. I'm not. <laughs> Let me slow down a bit. That's being a Jersey girl. We do everything fast. So, um, so when he was treated in New Jersey, um, he was diagnosed, um, and then two years later, um, he relapsed for the second time while he was in New Jersey. And that was 2009. And they told me, um, basically, to take him home and let him die. That's exactly what they told me. Word what? Forward. It's exactly what they told me. And how old was I'm, he at this I'm time? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It wasn't 2009. I'm all, my, my head is all screwed up. It was, um, he was seven, and this was when he was nine. And so, so he was seven years old, and he got diagnosed when he was seven. And when he relapsed a couple times by the time he was nine, um, they told me to take him home and let him die. And um, I, I called doctors all around the country to try to find someone who would help me. And that's when I told you about that doctor I found in New York. And um, she kept him alive until 2007. So, so where, where they told me he was going to die at nine, he lived till he was 20, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And along the way, you know, there were all bumps. There were a lot of bumps in the road where he would fail one course of treatment. They called it a protocol. He would fail one protocol. And then so the doctor would scurry around to try to try something else. And then, you know, it wouldn't work. And then she'd try something else. But she kept trying until, until there was nothing else to try. And so she kept him alive until, like I said, she kept him alive all those years. So, she, yeah. It's uh, it's it's crazy. I, I know. It's, I, I'm not. Even, I can't. I can't sum up 13 years in, in a phone call. But I'll do. You know, I'll tell you what, what I can tell you. And you know, in the time we have. But uh, yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Absolutely you, you, crazy. You know, and then you know, and I see you. I mean, I see you quite often. You know, going yeah. in and out the gym, and it's like you always have. And, and I mean, I heard about it last year when you invited us to the race. But you always have this sunny disposition. You know, despite you. what you, despite what you went through, and yeah, it's like, yeah. I mean, it's just like yeah. you. Know, I, I, I took that best part from my son, you know, and, and like the you, like, yeah. how, how did you manage that? Like, you know, I don't well, know because uh, I would think you know, it's like, a challenge. It's terrible. Like, let's. I mean, so, so, I did. I, how do I explain it? So, you know, when you lose a child, you never get over it, right? You don't. You don't ever. Right. You never get over it. Never. But you just have to learn to live with it. You know what I mean? So it's like there's nothing I can't – there's a part of my heart that will always be missing. And, you know, you show people you, – you know, people don't really, like, know your story. Like, what am I supposed to do, go around and, like, I'm not going to tell everyone my story. I'm not going to wear my heart on my sleeve, you know? So, right. but – that's, you know, that's not, the Jersey. It's, it's not Hold easy. on, that's the Jersey girl. That's the that's the Jersey yeah. girl in you too. Got to be tough. Yeah, I, and guess so. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. And you know, honestly, when when you, when I see all these children, I've met so many children throughout the years and know so many, and you know, they that you you watch them walk up and down the hospital, you know, ward the hospital floor, you know, mm -hmm. little babies. And let me tell you, you know, little babies and strollers. That are that are have an IV pole and are getting chemo. Babies who are in diapers oh and can't walk, and and you see little toddlers running around with IV poles and smiling and running and playing. You know, so it's like, you know, you know, if, and my son and every other child I knew, you, like it's not the kids that are miserable. It's the parents that are so sad. You know, the kids they just want to play and be kids. You know, it's uh, right. it's the parents that are just heartbroken. But you know, the kids they don't want to be ill. Believe me, but it's not like uh, I think they have a different mindset than we do. So. You know, who am I to um, who am I to curl up in you know curl up in a corner when I I see these children you know 
playing and running around and, you know, trying to survive and doing the best they can. And, you know, I mean, it's not easy. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not easy. But, you know. And, well, you know, yeah, I was gonna is, th- and the gym is my happy place. The gym is my happy place. And that's the thing. And, you know, and, and, um, but that's the thing. Like, so you're doing this race now 10 years in down the line. Yeah. But I'm, 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 I'm trying to put myself, like, before this happened, like, right after, mm-hmm. he, after Sean passed, I would imagine right. that you're not you're you're not in the mood to talk to anybody. Almost this thing uh-huh. of wanting to just curl up and like, like yeah, did you have but, a moment where you like kind of like isolate yourself? Like I don't want to be. Yeah. I don't want to deal with anything. Not a moment. A very long time. Yes. A very oh. long time. Yeah. Very long. I didn't answer the phone. I would. Yeah. I mean. I really don't want to get into all that right now, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I mean, is that is that? But is that like what your son went, when he went and he stepped in and to to do that race? Is that did that kind of help? Like, okay, you know what? Like, you know, I got I got my other children and they're stepping up to do this thing, and it kind of helped you, like, you know, yeah, like just like yeah. yo, get get your bearings, and it's like, okay, I remember what this is about. I remember what well, you know what. Absolutely. Like, when, I feel like whenever any, I feel like not. When people kind of um, reach, not just me, when people who have, you know, who are going through stuff or went through stuff, um, when they reach outside of themselves and they do things to help other people, it's always a good feeling. It, it's always helpful. You know, I think the best thing you can do to um, to help yourself is to help others. I really do. I, I think it's very, um, it's very nurturing. It, it really nurtures the soul. It really does. Nice. So yeah. you know, I guess you know, I won't, I won't hold you up into a big thing. Yeah. I'm glad that we got on the phone before yeah, me too. the race. Me too. But, yeah, me too. Um, so now, when you guys are raising the the money and stuff like that, mm-hmm. ha- has there any been like? Because I would imagine that you really got your hand in this thing too, um, wanting to get information. Uh, like, is there anything like anything new that you might have heard? Because it's like almost cancer. Just it's something that's always been around. Childhood right. cancer, cancer, don't just can't, and it just pops up all of a sudden out of nowhere on somebody, and it just kind of right. takes them, you know, take them from a. Yeah. So it's like you, with the foundation, is yeah. there anything that you like, any developments, anything that has been learned, or is like anything that could be preventive, or I don't. Well, know. Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, I'll give you a little background. So, um, so the pediatric cancer, yeah, we don't really think about it until it affects somebody like that we know, or somewhere, someone in our life, or somebody, you know, somebody's a friend of a friend, something like that. But pediatric cancer is the number one disease killer of children. Number one. Yet it's the most, it's underfunded. I think it only gets 3% of the the cancer budget. Um, I I don't, I'm not exactly 100% sure about that statistic, but I'm pretty close. It gets very, very underfunded, very underfunded. But um, so that's why there are foundations like mine and, thousands of others like mine, because one of the things that we do is, um, you know, we help with, uh, with, with research. We help with seed money for research. So, uh, there's, there's always new um, drugs coming out every day. And if my son was still alive today, there, was, there would have been more, he would have had more options available to him. Because after he passed, many, many new drugs came out and new types of, uh, new types of cancer treatment, not only chemo, but you know, things that boost your immune system that don't, like, tear, you know, tear down your good cells. Nice. All kinds of right. other things. There's, uh, I know they do research with, um, I, I'm not sure how far this is, but because, I'm, again, I'm not medical, so I'm just telling you from my understanding. There's, like, uh, um, there are these drugs called angiogenesis inhibitors, and that what they do is they, 
they um, what what they work on with these things is like blocking blocking the blood flow to the tumor. I think that's how it works. So that there are other these other modalities that are always like that are always being researched, and some of them have been successful, like the immune drugs. I'm not sure how far the angel and the other one came out. When you but when you say when you say that they've been successful, like what they've yeah. eradicated cancer in a patient, or they prolonged well, the life of the patient? Both, both. Wow. Be, okay. Pediatric cancer. Pediatric cancer isn't one cancer. You know, there's you know there's many 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 different forms of pediatric cancer, and 80 percent of all kids with pediatric cancer are cured now. 80 percent. Oh, holy 80%. crap! Wow. As opposed to like back in the day when it was like a very small percentage that even survived. Now, you know, thanks to research, thanks to doctors like my sons and institutions like Sloan Kettering, there is, um, you know, they have, they've done miraculous things. They really, really have. Um, so, yeah, and like I said, after my son passed, there were drugs available shortly thereafter that would have helped him. But he was, it, it, there were, you know, he ran out of time, you know, but. So, but yeah, they, I, I know, I know children that have been cured from cancer. I know adults that have been cured from cancer in the family, you know, even my if, own family. If, it, my, you know. if, if detected early, if detected early enough though, yeah. right? That's like the main thing. If you have to get most to, of the time. To, yeah. But, yeah. Our, our early detection in every cancer is always like ideal, but I do know some, in some situations and some children and adults whose cancers weren't detected earlier and are and they're still okay. But yes, absolutely. If you, if you, if, if uh, I'm going to like the best advice I could give another parent is if you think something's wrong with your kid, take him to the doctor. If a doctor doesn't listen to you, take him to a different doctor. Don't, don't, don't accept it because nobody knows better than a parent if there's something wrong with the child. And if the, if the doctor is like, you know, dismissing you, then it's time to find a new doctor, but always listen to your instincts. Always listen mm. to your instincts. Because God, wow. I believe God gave them to us for a reason, you know. It's when we don't listen to them, then we get trouble, you know. But, right. And then you're so, looking yeah, back. To, yeah, you're looking back and say, what is, should have, could have, right? So, right. You know, but, right. But the, wow. um, so, yeah, prevent, I mean, you know, give you healthy diet, exercise, you know, stay away from pesticides, um, listen, to your, listen to your instincts, stay vaccinated, take your kids for all of their, all of their appointments that they're supposed to have. Common sense stuff, really, you know. Keep the kids away from sugar. That would be my best, uh, my best advice. Keep the kids away sugar, from sugar. Sugar, really? Why sugar. sugar? I am not kidding you. Well, again, I'm, I'm, I know people are listening to this, and I'm just going to keep saying I am not a doctor. But what I do know about it, and what I do know about sugar is, oftentimes they do these tests, um, these these tests um, type different scans at the hospital, right? To 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 um, check check the tumor's progress or regress, like to see if the cancer grew or if it shrunk, you know? So there's CAT scans and there's um, all kinds of, all kinds of tests, but sometimes they give you this, um, this uh, contrast, they call it, or they make you drink stuff, right? Um, and so oftentimes when they give you something to drink, it's, just, it's, just, it's a specific thing for the test, right? So, so when you go to under the machine, um, they'll be, your, your tumor will light up. But what, what it is is sugar. What it is is sugar. So what I say is like, if 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 this if this, if your if your tumor is lighting up because of sugar, what's the sugar doing in your body? Like I don't know if I'm if you're understanding what I'm saying, but so that's like so you're saying like it might be feeding. It might actually be feeding. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, I can't. It's not good for. What's I'm gonna say is it's not good. It's not good. I'm not like again not medical. But in, from my, from my understanding, stay away from sugar. Sugar's horrible. You're, you're hurting me right now. Stay away from sugar. You're hurting yeah, me right now. Hey, I, I, I love like sugar. sugar too. 
Who doesn't, you know? But all right, so let's say, you know, if you're going to have it like three times a week, have it once a week instead, you know, moderation, you know? But or just, right. or even just be aware of what you're doing. Be, be aware of what you're doing to yourself, you Being know? Be aware of what you're doing. Yeah, that's probably yeah. the best that you can yeah. give because telling somebody, like, yo, cut it out cold turkey, that's like, uh... no, that's Yeah, I mean, I like it too, believe me, but it's like when you realize, wow, how bad it really is, it's like maybe we'll eat less of it, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah sure. So, oh, you know what? I think this is good. I got here on the flyer. It's, I guess it's a website, right? The SeanHannaFoundation.org? SeanHannaFoundation.org, yes. If you go and, on the website what, if you're interested, yeah. Go ahead. And it, No, no, I was just saying, it, it runs year-round, right? Because I know the race is coming up this week, so it's only a few days. Like, somebody can go on the Sean Hanna Foundation, well, SeanHannaFoundation.org and sign up for the race. But is it, but the website's up. Yeah, this website's up during the whole course of the year, too, right? Right, yeah, because, yeah, but we're we're not only, so so we're a, I should just tell you that we are a, um, a 501c3 pediatric cancer charity. So okay. our 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 race is um is one of our big is is one of our big fundraisers. But we mm. operate year round. It's not like we stop operating. We operate year round. We have golf outings. Um, we have events, you know, often. But this is just our big one. And but if you want more information about us and what we do, if you're interested in helping, becoming a sponsor, contributing, or running the race, and we would love it if you came out. Um, just go on SeanHannaFoundation.org, click on events, and then you'll see it says October 7th. And if you click on that, you know, you'll get to a link where you can sign up. So um, you can sign up online through uh, Thursday, but then if uh, and then it, it closes online. But you can still come day of. It's at, um, uh, it's at Duke Island Park in Bridgewater. We're at Lock mm-hmm. City. The race takes off at 10 o'clock, but you can um, registration opens at 8. So Applebee's will be there donating food. We've got race bags. We have race shirts. Um, we have medals for the winners. We've got a DJ. Face painting for the kids. Um, come on out with, with your dog. Come on out with the baby. <laughs> it's a sanctioned race for, for, uh, sanctioned by the U.S. Uh, Track and Field Association. And I, it's, I was going uh, to ask you about that. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that, too, because I saw that. And for the runners out there, it says something like 500-point event. What is that? Yeah, that's, you know what that is? So, I, I I have an idea. So if you're a member of the USATF, United States Track and Field Association, um, they get so many points for whatever for, for certified sanction sanction runs, which mine is okay. one. I'm not sure what they do with those points, but I know that because I was never uh, I was never uh, part of that. But I think that they probably get. It might give them easier access to like bigger races, like maybe New York City Marathon or uh, Marathon. But I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure of that that is a good question. Well, the runners will know. Anybody that anybody yeah. that runs will 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 know. Well, anybody um, who's anybody who's part of that USATF because I was a runner and I still don't know what that what the points oh. do. But I, have a, but I have an idea that no, because if you're a member of USATF, then you would you know then you would know what the points do. But I'm pretty sure it would give you, it gives you access to uh, some of the harder races to get into. You know. So they earn mm-hmm. points and then they get in. So I believe that's what it is. But maybe someone will message me on it otherwise. I'm not sure. But. So you know, and I'm and I'm gonna put it in the comments. I'm gonna put the website in the comments, but I'm gonna spell it out here too. It's 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 SeanHannaFoundation.org. S E A N H A N N A Foundation.org. That's correct. Yes. Yes. That's yep. correct. So I will be there. I'm excited. Yay. I want to sh- shave a couple of seconds off my time. I hope I can. That's great. 
I'm gonna try to keep up with the the superstar runner guy. Yeah, keep up with the so. superstar. <laughs> <laughs> and so I will see you That's there. Great. And, and um, you know, Linda, thank you for taking the time out to speak to oh, me about sure, it. Oh sure, sure, Yoni. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah, the I, uh, format. I really do. Yeah, and you know what? And I will see you at the gym. <laughs> All right, we'll see you soon, Yoni. Thank you. All right, Take thank care. Thank you. Bye bye. Right, bye bye. <laughs> For the gossip, not one for the nonsense. To make it perfectly obvious, I'm here to get my pockets. I'm overload, heavyweight mode, don't care who's watching. Spinning my goals, kicking my flow, get them speakers knocking. Fight your way about that ghetto with limited options. Get your hands up for this dough, modern day robin. Hoodie hood, fella, got the groove back. Rockin' LA driver in the front seat, blow through your city boppin'. Liddy with the buzz, homes, when your album dropping. I'll be sure to like everything you do, but I won't be coppin'. Arrested development, you speak back to me when you not poppin'. Respect to the brothers like you, who stayed on the lockin'. Other sidelining on the chimin', observing, getting nervous, asking for a hand, yours in the dirt, you workin'. Couple of snaps, few hashtags, I told the world we deserve it. You keep on showing them how it's done, I'll be here front and lurkin'. Sometimes you just gotta be like, Oh, shit. Just roll up with something in the end, man. They gonna watch your moves regardless. Keep doing what you do.